Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Peter Greenwood Show podcast. My name is Peter Greenwood. I am the host of this whole thing, this whatever it is here. So, we are going to be taking a look at the last week of the Peter Greenwood Show and... Coming up, we've got an interview with Girlie. She was kind enough to spend some time with us, and we're going to be revealing March's live on Performer. But first, I did a segment in the news about the Mars Opportunity rover, and it got pretty emotional. Take a listen. Sadly, however, we need to change the mood, change the groove. You may have heard the news this week. After over 15 years on the surface of Mars, the Opportunity rover has ceased functioning. Opportunity was sent to Mars in January 2004 and they were only due to last 90 days. So the fact Opportunity lasted 15 years is pretty remarkable. And it may sound like I'm being silly, right? But opportunity lasted 15 years on Mars. Have you ever been to Mars? I haven't. And I was listening to a story about this on NPR. And I was in the supermarket and I was almost crying like a baby because of opportunity. Apparently what happened is there was a sandstorm on Mars and it covered up Opportunity's charging panels so Opportunity couldn't respond. So they spent, NASA has spent since June trying to wake it up 
Do you know the last thing Opportunity sent from Mars? He said, My battery is low and it's getting dark. That's the last thing Opportunity sent from Mars. Isn't that the most human thing you've ever heard in your life? So the last thing... NASA sent back to Opportunity was this. This is Billie Holiday, and I'll be seeing you. This is the Peter Greenwood Show podcast. I am Peter Greenwood. Now, my guest this week was an amazing singer. She is from London. Her name is Gurley. Without further ado, this is Gurley. This is the Peter Greenwood Show. My name is Peter Greenwood. I am the titular host of this train wreck. And my guest today, she has been compared to the likes of Lily Allen and Charlie XCX, but she is absolutely 100% herself. Please welcome to the show, Girlie. How are you today, Girlie? I'm good. I'm good. The sun is shining. Well, it's shining where I am. I don't know about you. It's um, absolutely but... <laughs> pit- Well, it's not pitch black, but it's absolutely grey and dark and manky oh, and it's no. awful. Okay, well, I... Just imagine it's sunny. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can do when you live in Scotland. Just imagine the sunshine yeah. because you're not going to get it. <laughs> imagine it's there. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm doing well. So we have so much to talk about. But first, I want to ask about your musical background, your musical origin story. How did you discover you could write music? Because I'm always fascinated by singer-songwriters. <laughs> um, I think I, I always loved performing. Um, my My parents and... Like the whole of my mum's side of the family are all actors, basically, and they, so they're all performers in in that way. And so I just kind of, as a child, got used to performing being this normal thing. You know, it was my parents' job, so you know, being on a stage and you know, performing in front of people and creating a character. So I always loved that element, um, you know, performance and putting on a show. And then I guess with music, it was just a sort of Natural. I mean, I think everyone has that moment when they're a teenager where they find a band that they are obsessed with and, you know, suddenly music just becomes your life for a bit. And I think for me, that just kind of never stopped that obsession. It just, you know, I, I saw bands that I loved and I went to loads of gigs and then I was like, hang on a sec, you know, I could do this, you know, this could be my job. Um, and I just started writing songs. I mean, I think from when I was a little kid I've always been writing you know writing poems and ideas and singing songs so it just kind of felt like quite natural it just kind of happened as something that I started doing to kind of escape as well actually just escape from school and you know how everything kind of sucked <laughs> you know and I was like yeah everything does teenager, suck like, age. you know what I mean like 15 year old classic teenager like everything sucks I'm gonna write music <laughs> um <laughs> You know, and, and it kind of never stopped. Who are some of your musical influences? I know Blondie is a big has a, had a big impact on your music. Who else do you aspire to? 
It's funny because different musical artists inspire me in different ways. There are some that inspire me sonically, um, and there are some that just inspire me in terms of their attitude or what they've done. You know, so Blondie is a massive inspiration, but probably not musically. You know, I don't think my music sounds like Blondie at all, but just Debbie Harry and her presence on stage and what she created is a massive, you know, inspiration. Um, I don't know, there's, there's so much stuff. I mean, you know, I, when I was a kid, I was listening to a lot of Lily Allen and Amy Winehouse and Arctic Monkeys and Kate Nash because, you know, that was what was on the radio and what was kind of big at the time when I was like 10 years old. Um, and my dad loved all of those bands too. And my dad loved listening to a lot of, you know, of music that was big at that time and he so he had Lily Allen's CD and Amy Winehouse's CD and you know Arctic Monkey's first album and so like my dad really got me into that kind of music and so they those bands and I you know then I went on to have my own relationship with their music and they definitely inspired me a lot that era of music where it was really relatable lyrics and quite funny and kind of experimental sounds, you know, none of those artists really had one kind of sound, they just had, like, them. And yeah, it was all personal. each song. Sorry, I apologise for talking over you. I was going to say it's all kind of personality-driven as opposed to, well, not so much not music-driven, driven, but it is about their personalities coming through more no, than totally. anything else. Yeah, no, totally, totally. And I think, I definitely think that I, like, take from that in my own way, with my music, because I think I, I've released a lot of songs that all sound quite different, but they have my personality in them. So, so yeah, those people are definitely big influences. Um, but also, I don't know, I, it just, yeah, it continues, I continue to be influenced by different stuff as well. Um, MIA was another big one I used to listen to a lot. Um, and yeah, just, you know, the, I guess those were people who initially got me into interested in music and then, you know, Day by day, I'm inspired by different things and different stuff that I hear. I would like to ask about your particular style because it is very unique and it is a, a, a very specific attitude. And that's one of the things I love about you and your music is it is just very much you. It is personality driven. But in an industry which is kind of clinical, how do you maintain your image and your personal style without it being squashed out of you? <laughs> I think it's something I'm kind of figuring out now, really. I mean, I, I think, yeah, it's difficult because there's obviously, there's obviously not pressure necessarily, but there's definitely, um, I don't know, a kind of expectation that you're going to be a certain kind of generic, you know, like pop you know, manufactured, made, thing, ready to go. And it's kind of hard because, you know, like, I have many personalities. I, I, you know, I, I'm girly, the pop star, and then I'm also, you know, Millie, the, you know, girl who skates uh, on the weekend and, like, is a bit, you know, messy. And, you know, like, there's, there's so many, you know, there's different aspects of me. And so I think it's trying to, like, fuse them together. And for me, I just, I kind of, like, realized, I was like, you know, all the, my, all the artists that I loved growing up and that I love now are people who are authentically themselves. And I think that's the thing that always speaks to people the most. Um, you know, music listeners, is if someone's being super honest. And so I think for me, I don't really feel... I don't really feel the pressure to kind of make myself someone else because I know that that just wouldn't... 
wouldn't get me anywhere really either. Not that it's about that, but you know, it's, yeah. you know, it's about being yourself. Like you're um, quite happy doing what you're doing without any kind of external influence kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the same time, I also, you know, I also think of myself as a businesswoman as well as a musician. And like, I, I definitely, I, it's not like I'm going, I'm going to do what I want to do and everyone can go away. You know, it's like, I, I work with a team of people who like put out my music and, you know, I make videos with and like, you know, we have discussions. So it's, you know, it's not just me being like, this is what I'm going to do. You know, it's me kind of going, okay, well, this is who I am. And then let's like see like what we can make that and what we can do and like I'm always open for new things as well you know I, I think especially just like my musical and you know fashion style has changed so much in the last year and I've become a lot more open to you know making a song that sounds like this kind of thing or wearing that outfit that I would never have worn before you know <laughs> just you know because I'm just up for trying stuff but I'm definitely, I definitely never force something that doesn't feel like me. Yeah, like you, you know what you like, and if somebody comes up and is like, well, maybe you should have the face full of makeup and the short skirt and look like Katy Perry, maybe you'll sell a few more singles. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's usually more someone will come up and say, hey, like, do you want to try wearing this? And if I like it, I'll be like, yeah. And if I don't, I'll be like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and that's quite a good position to be in. I really like hearing that people are in that position in the industry because it means that they are being themselves, if that makes any sense at all, which it probably doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Totally. I think, you know, I, I think being yourself is, um, being yourself is, it is always going to be influenced by other people too. You know, even, even you know, everyone is influenced by by things that are outside of them, you know, friends, family, relationships, you know, the goings on in the world. So I think, you know, me as a musician, you know, with people around me, hey, like, maybe you could try this or try that. It's not like I'm being, you know, probed to be different. It's like, yeah. I just got people who are suggesting cool things. And like, if I like them, I'll go with it. And if not, then, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the forthcoming album it is out in april i believe and it is called odd one out and there's already a first single from it it's called deal with it but you've released yeah. eps and singles in the past how is it different writing for an ep and writing for an album it's funny because actually like i, I didn't actually write for an album i just was writing a ton of songs last year that started to feel like something bigger they just started to feel like oh these are better and more ambitious than songs i've made before um you know that have been singles and eps and i've, I've written this you know batch if you will of songs that um that just seemed really cohesive together and like you know it was about four or five songs and like they they just felt like so new and fresh for me and they felt really ambitious and i just sort of sat down with my manager and we were talking about it and we were like this is an album, right? Like, why don't we just make this an album? Um, and so I actually never, and I think it's quite good that actually, uh, not there was no one point where I was in the studio writing a song thinking, this is for my album. It was just, I was just writing songs and then it came together as an album, which I kind of like because there wasn't this pressure of like, these have to be better than before because it's for the album. You know, it was just, it just came together like that. 
That's something I, I think is really interesting when hearing about how people write albums and put it all together. And you said about the cohesiveness of it. How does the album flow? I mean, you haven't released it yet, so you're kind of telling us secrets of it. So yeah. what, what are the secrets of the album that you can, ta- can tell us at this I point? Mean, the album to me is like really similar to kind of what goes on in my head, which is not cohesive at all. <laughs> but um, I think it's like very it cohesive in a way which, like I was saying about the kind of, you know, I have a lot of different personalities and, I, you know, I have a lot of different characters, I guess, I not play, but, you know, you know, everyone does, I think. But you I put have on different faces things. for different situations, I think. Sure, but... It, even even sometimes I'm just not putting it on. I mean I just have I have a lot of mood swings and as a person I'm quite I'm quite erratic and um and I think like the album just kind of shows all of the different all it's a very emotional album, not in the sense that it's like weepy, it's just like every song is about a different state of being and like how you're feeling at that point and you know, there's songs about, you know, depression and then there's songs about like feeling like a badass and playing people and then there's like you know, songs about again feeling like crying and emotional, and then you know it's it's a roller coaster. The album's definitely a roller coaster. It's not it's not um it's not an easy listen. <laughs> I mean, you know, I hope it's a fun listen, but it's you know it's definitely something I think that demands attention <laughs> when you're listening to it. And the first single is Deal With It, and the music video came out on the 6th of February, and I checked just before we started the interview today. Do you know exactly how many views Deal With It has got? I am not sure. Enlighten me. As of this moment, Deal With It has gotten 117,541 views on YouTube. There we go. <laughs> Very cool. I Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's been like five days. Um, it's really, really cool. I've never had a video get that many views in that short a space of time. Um, so for me, that's really cool. Yeah. Thank you for that update. Oh, any, any time. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. I am here to tell people <laughs> numbers. <laughs> what was it like writing Deal With It? And where did the music video come from? Which is, it's, a, I don't want to say it's a very attitude video, because I think that gives off the wrong term, but you can definitely tell a little bit about just you're there to have a good time in the music video. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, like, the the song came together. The song I made with um, uh, these, this this group of producer writers who I've, I've made a lot of the songs on the album with. Um, they're called Fast Friends, and we had, like, a really, such a great time making so many songs and deal with it was, like, I don't know, I think I just I came into the studio with this idea, this lyrical idea, which was, you know, you know, you're, it was about a true story. You know, I'd been in a club with some friends and, like, we'd been dancing, which is what you should do in a club, and people were staring at us and laughing at us, like, what are they doing, weirdos? And I just remember having this thought while we were dancing. I was like, but we're having a better time than them. You know, they're in a club and they're not dancing. Like, what's the point? And, um, and I wrote this, we're having a better time so they can deal with it. And um, I kind of developed it at home, the idea. And... um you know, what it was going to be about, about, you know, being yourself and and if people have an issue with that, it's their problem kind of thing. And I just took it into the studio and was like, I kind of just want to make an anthem about, you know, telling people who judge you that they can go to hell. (laughs) And and it just kind of came together. We were, I was listening to like a lot of like 
Avicii that morning, I think, and like a lot of like big bangers. I was listening to like I Love It by Icon of Pop and Charlie XCX, you know, those kind of like just like big, I don't know, like unashamedly massive bangers kind of thing. And I was like, should we just like make like a song that's very clearly like wants people to just jump up and down in the club? <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and we made it. And sometimes I kind of listen to it and I laugh because it's like quite, it's, it's almost like, almost not a parody because it's obviously a serious song it's about a serious issue but the way we made it was so like unashamedly let's just go bigger on the drums and bigger on the synth and you know it's like yeah we weren't trying to be subtle at all <laughs> it's a song that i call and it's a term i'm trying to get out there more it's a song that i call a shouter because when you hear it you just can't help but shout the lyrics yeah exactly like i was trying to make I- a shouter yeah like the iconopop song it's just there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there's there's no avoiding it. It's just there. It's just there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're going on tour later this year, I am. In April. What? How are you preparing for that? What? What? What is tour like? I've never been on tour. How? How does it work? Uh, tour is is magical and amazing, and also has a lot of up and downs as well. Um, it's it's my favorite part of like being a musician and doing what I do because I get to go and meet fans and also like the performing element performing on stage is just my favorite part i mean like songwriting i love songwriting but like being able to perform a song to people singing along is crazy um and so like that's my favorite part i tour is super fun because you just you get to play to shows that you know crowds of people every night and meet the people who are actually like supporting you and listening to your music um but it's also super tiring like you know my tour is for almost a month and um you know, it, you have to, you definitely have to like watch yourself and how you look after yourself, not drink too much, which is really hard because every night there's a huge rider yeah. <laughs> of alcohol. Um, I've definitely had, you know, fallen, uh, fallen for that one before on tour and had to do gigs with like sore throats and hangovers and then been like, okay, I'm never doing that again. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited. I, you know, annoyingly on my last tour, I fell ill like halfway through um and so i couldn't finish it and that really upset me so i'm super excited to go back to the cities that i had to cancel last time and play the album in full and you know meet new people you know new fans and old fans and yeah um, i love tour if anyone's listening come along i'm playing in scotland (laughs) yes you're playing in glasgow on the 16th of april i believe i know it's definitely at at king tut's wawa hut which is a fantastic venue have you ever been to king tut's before I have. I supported Declan McKenna on oh, his really? tour at, at King Tut's World War Heart. Yeah. And I'm I'm super excited to play my own show there. It's so great. That's amazing. It's just a fantastic venue. And as uh, you heard the lady, come along, see the show. It will be out in April. The album is coming out soon. The single is called Deal With It, and we're about to play it. This is The Voice of Girly. Where can people find you online? What's your social medias? My social media is at Girly Music on instagram and twitter and i'm girly on facebook and yeah tweet me (laughs) (laughs) we're about to play your single deal with it would you introduce it for us yes hi my name's girly and this is my new song deal with it also on this week's show i made the announcement about who the next live on the peter greenwood show performer is going to be because we've had chris james we've had lisa kowalski and next up Well, take a listen. This is the announcement. 
it is time for me to tell you a thing. Because if you follow me online or if you listen to this show, you will know that I do a once a month live music series. It is called Live on the Peter Greenwood Show and I've been having an absolute blast doing it. Now, the first one we did was in January. It was with your friend and mine, Mr. Chris James. When he came, he did a live set for us. We did an interview, so he came and talked to us. February's performer was Lisa Kowalski, live on stage at King Tut's Wawa Hut. How many, how many radio presenters can say they've done a show on stage at King Tut's Wawa Hut? Anybody? Anybody else here? Anybody else here who can say they've done a show live on stage at King Tut's Wawa Hut? Anybody? No? Just me. Thought so. Boom. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. So, that was that was January. That was February. But March is fast approaching. And I am so excited to reveal March's performers. I'm going to be doing it this week. And it is with... I wish I had a drum roll or something. I have no drum roll. I have nothing. All I can do is tell you that it is going to be Katie Cross... And the Amberjacks. Katie is really fantastic. She's a brilliant artist and I am genuinely excited to go down to Bishop Briggs because that's where she's based at a music school down there, at the Bishop Briggs Music School. So I will be going down there this week and I will be recording it and it will be airing... It'll be airing around the first, maybe second week of March, but the video will be online mid-March for you to see that. I am so appreciative of all these fantastic people are willing to come forward and do this. So, what we're going to do is we are going to play a few songs from Katie's EP to say thank you. This is Katie Cross and the Amber Jacks. And the first single we are going to be playing is from her debut EP. This is... Dancing With Myself.
That is Katie Cross and the Amberjacks here on the Peter Greenwood Show, and they are going to be marches live on the Peter Greenwood Show performers, and I am absolutely thrilled, and I cannot wait to meet them and record the show. Stay with us, won't you? When we come back, your friend and mine, Girlie, will be in the studio. Well, she's not going to be in the studio, but she's going to be talking to us. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for this week's episode of the Peter Greenwood Show podcast. I thank you for your time and for your patience. I'll be back next week. Until then, bye, everybody. Bye.